0: Hello there. Welcome to Revelations from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paulo Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulocornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, dear friends. Welcome to this edition of Revelations of the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. And we are on episode number 68. I am so excited for this next episode. It took me a little while just to kind of gather all the information and to um, present it to you. But I am excited to be doing a teaching on, um, I'm going to call this teaching the coming of the Antichrist or the Antichrist. So we're going to deal with some end time events, which my friends, as you know, we are in the end times. We're living in the last of the last days. And, um. We're seeing, actually seeing uh, scripture being fulfilled right before our very eyes. But I believe it's very important that we as believers understand and know the timeline of event, events that are going to take place uh, and that are actually taking place and just kind of where we are on that spiritual uh, timeline. So uh, we're going to be looking at and unpacking First Thessalonians 15 today, uh, 15 through 18, and then also looking at First Corinthians in the weeks ahead so this is a series and I'm just going to take my time with sharing this and hopefully by the end of hearing this series you'll have a better understanding of end time events you'll have a better understanding of uh, if you're in Christ of your future and there's no need to fear or worry because God is going to take care of us and God has laid out in his word for us the things that are to take place uh, at the end and I like the way Pastor Rick Renner says that he puts it in there not to scare us But to prepare us He wants us to be prepared For what is to take place So um, before I begin I just want to do a quick word of prayer And then we're going to get into this Uh, Father God I thank you for your word That's truth Your word that's alive and powerful and sharper Than any two edged sword I thank you Lord that as we hear today Father God those that are hearing This uh, message Father God That you bring clarity And understanding Father By the power of the Holy Spirit I thank you in advance in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray amen well, thank you to all the listeners, those that are listening locally uh, those that are listening in the United States, those that are listening all around the world um just looking at the analytics and uh we now have some listeners in Belgium and so I want to say hello to those listeners uh that are there and the strong following of listeners uh in Germany as well as 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 um other nations uh have been uh tuning in and listening as well, so I thank God for uh that so uh first, let me start off by just giving a quick overview of first thessalonians uh thessalonians there's two books first and second thessalonians and uh Paul wrote the book of Thessalonians to the Church of Thessalonica he founded uh, this church after one month uh on a missionary journey. And he wrote First Thessalonians in order to address some issues that were going on. These were new converts. And some of the issues that were going on is they were being heavily persecuted because of their conversion uh, to, to the Christian faith. And so that when they did that, that meant that they no longer were paying homage to Caesar. And so um, the problem that they had with the Christians were that they didn't mind if you worship whatever God you wanted to worship but you had to worship Caesar or the emperor as well and so it, it, with Christianity there's only one god and Jesus is king and so uh that's why they were uh being heavily persecuted and so there was some confusion that arose concerning you know what had happened to the those that had passed away uh those that were marred I mean those were were you know killed uh pretty much and so um some confusion uh came about about the return of Jesus so in uh 1st Thessalonians 4 Paul starts to address these issues starts to address and he clearly lays out he clearly lays out um what is to take place and he's talking about the things that will take place uh for the church so just keep that that background information in mind as we're we're looking at that so this is the first in the series of the coming of the Antichrist, and before I can effectively talk about the Antichrist or the coming of the Antichrist, we gotta we got to deal with an event that's going to take place before the Antichrist comes on the scene. And that is the rapture of the church. Now, the church will be raptured before the Antichrist is revealed. Uh, so, a lot of times people ask me, you know, do you believe in the rapture? I absolutely do. And I believe the scripture lays it out. I'm going to give you my interpretation. I'm going to give you of the scripture right here in 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 18, it tells us very clearly what is going to take place and and what is going to happen. Now, there are three different uh, thoughts concerning the rapture. There are some people that believe in pre-trib rapture, and that's where I stand. I believe that the church will be raptured before the tribulation. All right, and uh, you see in scripture in the Old Testament how before God began to bring judgment upon the wicked, he always got the righteous out first. We see that uh, with the story of Noah and his family. Before God brought destruction upon uh, the people, he got Noah and his family out. Uh, We see that also in the story of Lot uh, with Sodom and Gomorrah. Before he destroyed that with fire and brimstone, he got out Lot and his family. And so we see again, uh, before God brings judgment upon the wicked, he's going to take his church uh, His church, to meet him. Now, there are those that believe in mid-tribulation rapture, which those that believe that, they believe the rapture will be a seven-year period, the worst time on earth. You do not want to be here. Trust me, you do not want to be here. It'll be the worst time on earth. And not only that, with the church raptured and gone, there won't be no people here to be praying and in holding things back so evil will just you know rush in at an alarming rate of one of which we've never seen okay and so those that believe in the mid-tribulation rapture they believe that uh the rapture of the church will take place halfway through the tribulation so in the three and a half year period that's what they believe and then there are those that believe in post-tribulation rapture they believe that we'll all have to go through the tribulation uh and um well, I'll have to go through the tribulation and we won't be raptured until after the tribulation. Okay, so um just keep that in mind. So I am a pre-trib. I believe in the rapture of the church. So hopefully when we finish this series, it will be clear to you as to why uh, I take that stance on uh, the rapture of the church and what does the Bible say concerning that. So let's look at First Thessalonians 4, 15 through 18. And I'm going to read that in its entirety and then I'm going to go back and unpack it. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. All right. So let's look at this really quick. All right. So verse uh, 15, let's look at these words here that says uh, that we, which are alive. All right. Now here, when it says these, this word here uh, are alive is talking about the lively ones, the vibrant ones or the ones that are not dead, the ones that are not lifeless, the lively ones, okay? So, these are those that are still alive and remain. So, the remaining ones, or it's talking about those that are left, those that have survived everything, and this could indicate that there possibly may not be many because there will be a falling away that will take place um, first. And so, those that have not fallen away, those that uh, have kept the faith, all right? Those that have... Um, Kept the faith. Okay. So at the moment of Jesus's return or his coming, all right, the rapture of the church is a private event that happens between Jesus and his people. But the second coming of Christ is a public event that will happen after the tribulation where every eye will see and everyone will know, okay, that, 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 that he's coming. All right. So remember that the rapture is not for everyone. But it's a private event. So at the moment of, of his coming, at the moment of the rapture, there's not going to be many people that, that are still spiritually vibrant. There won't be many of those left. Many will have fallen away from the faith. Now, they may still go to church, but they followed away from the faith. The word remain is referring to the remnant, a small amount. That will be left that have kept the faith. They've not compromised. They've not fallen into apostasy. They stayed true to the faith. Okay. And so it's talking about right up unto the word unto. It's like right up until that moment. Right up. Okay. Until that. So for this, uh, those that which are alive and remain, so the vibrant ones, the lively, lively ones, the remnant that is left until the coming. Of the Lord, so this word coming is just talking about like a royal visit from a king or an emperor. The it's talking about the arrival of one that's coming to deal with the situation. So, Jesus at his coming, he's coming to set things in order because he can do it and it's time. Okay, so then he says, Um, remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. So, right here, this is talking about. Those that are asleep, okay, are in a deep sleep. Um, it's where we get the word for um, a catacomb, okay? So at the coming of, of Christ for the church, the dead will perceive the ones that are alive. So the dead will rise first, wherever they are, okay? If they've been cremated and their bodies in the ocean, how God going to do that? I don't know, but they'll just come together. Those that are dead, those that are in their grave. So if you have a loved one that has, has, has died and they were in Christ, God doesn't look at them as dead. He looks at them as asleep because they will rise again. Okay. So I'm going to read this, you know, I like to use the RIV version and that is just the Renner interpreted version because I follow Rick Renner and, um, I'm going to read how he writes this. He writes it very plain and very clear where he's broken down all these greek words it makes it so much more easier to understand uh, of first thessalonians four fifteen, it says for we declare this to you by the word of the lord those who are physically alive and who have survived everything i'm talking about the remaining remnant that will be still left around at the time of the coming of the lord that living and surviving remnant will not perceive those who have already died so the dead in Christ, those that have already, that are, that, that are no longer with us, they will rise first, okay? It says that for the Lord himself will descend. Now, this means that he will, he's going to step or he's going to come down. So Christ is actually going to come from heaven. He's going to start to move downward. It's talking about coming from a higher place to a lower place, okay? It pictures like a downward movement with a dominating force. Okay, so he's going to come from heaven, so directly from heaven. So when Jesus comes for the church, he's going to descend from heaven, and when he comes, it's going to be with a shout. Okay, so why with a shout? Well, anything that God does is great, it's always preceded by a sound. Okay, so this shout will have a sound. So this is a, a direct order or a command. So it's kind of like they, they use this word to, the same word that's used to arouse a horse. To kind of get the get, get 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 the people going. It's a signal, it's like a, a trumpet call that the master is giving to his troops. So he's gonna give a shout or the signal for all his heavenly hosts, for the dead saints, for the alive saints to come together because this is it. Stand at attention, the king is coming. Hallelujah. And so um it says that with the voice. So this here is talking about, like I said, the sound. So that it's going to be a sound. Everyone won't hear it because it's supernatural. Those that are still vibrant, those that are still lively, those that have not fallen away, those that have stayed true to the faith, those that have not compromised, those that have not fallen into apostasy, those that have remained faithful to the faith will hear this sound, okay? Okay. And this sound, is it like depicts the sound of wind or wings or water. So it may depict the sound of a massive multitude, an overwhelming sound. But those that are dead in Christ, they're going to rise first. Okay. It says that for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise that means they're going to stand up again they're going to be resurrected and we know god has a history of knowing how to resurrect folks okay so this is this is the word also that's used to depict the rising of kings and rulers because jesus is the king of kings all right so this is a this is a royal treatment all right so those that are dead in christ they will be raised as kings all right because jesus is the king of kings it's like God is ruling out the red carpet for those that have remained faithful and true to the very end. And God is pleased for those people that will do that. So First Thessalonians, let me read the RIV version of verse 4 and 16. It said, says, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven to take charge with a mighty military command that will arouse the saints and galvanize God's troops to action. And along with that command, precisely at that time, will also be heard the immense voice of an archangel along with the blast of God's war trumpet to signal that the final battle, the ultimate victory and the vanquishing of all God's enemies is about to occur. That war trumpet blast will be the indication that God's enemies have lost their long standing battle with him And that he reigns victorious and supreme over everyone. Oh, my goodness. This is wonderful. All right. So, let's look at verse 17. Okay. It says, then we which are alive and remain. So, that's just talking about the living ones. Okay. Not the lifeless or the dead. And those that remain. It's the same word that was used in the other verse. the same as the remnant. All right. Okay, so and this is where we get into, this is where it talks about the rapture. Okay, so those which are alive and remain shall be caught up. Caught up. This word caught up is a word which means to snatch, to seize, to take away, to catch suddenly. To snatch just in the nick of time. So the rapture will happen in the midst of a very dangerous moment. A very dangerous moment. A very dangerous moment. It'd be just like, uh, I think about a particular time when I was a little girl. And a friend of mine that lived a couple houses down, she had a swimming pool. So uh, she had invited us over to go swimming. And so she was at our house while we were getting our stuff together to go. My sister, me and our friend. And so uh, we were walking back to her house, which was just like two doors down. Well, uh, we lived on the same side. Well, on the opposite side, there was a house that had this, this big German shepherd that the people sometimes, it would get loose, okay? We didn't see the dog. So we're walking, and if you walk past the house, the dog would take off chasing folks, okay? So we're walking past the house. We walk past the dog sees us. And starts chasing us, so of course, we're little kids, our first instinct is to take off running, okay, and I we, I mean, we took off running, and screaming, and yelling, and everything, and that dog was like at our ankles, at our ankles, and I'm looking back, because I was running pretty fast, and my sister, Kim, she couldn't run that fast, and so I had to make sure that she was okay, that it didn't get her, and that it didn't get my little friend, you know, and all that kind of stuff, and so... Um, that dog was, we just knew the dog was going to pounce us and attack us. And, oh my goodness, just such fear and terror, you know? Well, apparently, uh, our, my friend, her grandfather heard us screaming and yelling and he came, came to the door and it's just like, he came right at the right time. Cause he came out there and he scared the dog off. Get away from them, you know, scare the dog off. And it's like, I mean, I just like closed my eyes. I knew it was going to just jump on us and maw us all. And he came out just in the nick of time. And so when I think about uh th- when the rapture will take place, that God uh Jesus will come to get us like it'll be just like that. We'll be it's just at a at the nick of time, like just right at the nick of time, he'll come and you know we'll be just out of here. Okay. And so then it says, Okay, uh, caught up together. This word means to catch, to seize, to take away, to snatch suddenly, just in the nick of of time okay so actually this word caught up is um the word harpazo it's a greek word harpazo okay so that's where we get the word for rapture because it's like a, a snatch a takeaway like get out of here it's time to go you know right so um and it says here uh we'll be caught up together get to meet in the air okay right it says we life, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So this is just like a meeting. This is a reception. It's an encounter. Um it's like used for like uh like the the newly arrival of an official or royalty. So this is where God's going to just roll out the red carpet for those that he's welcoming home pretty much, you know, for those he's welcoming home. So Jesus is going to give us a VIP welcoming. So if you've never had a VIP welcoming, or vip treatment jesus is gonna he's gonna give us this all right so let me read the riv version of of verse 4 and 17 it says then at that exact synchronized moment those who are still physically alive and who have survived everything i'm talking about the remnant that will still be around and left remaining at this time they will suddenly And supernaturally be snatched away out of imminent danger just in the nick of time as the Lord instigates a divine rescue operation to transport them into the clouds to join those who have been resurrected. Those in the air, those in the air's lower atmosphere where the Lord has descended to meet them, those who were raised from the dead, and the remnant who are supernaturally snatched out of danger will encounter. The Lord, and at that encounter, the Lord He's going to roll out the red carpet, He's going to give the new arrivals the royal reception to match the status that He knows that they deserve. Then after that, we will always at all times and forevermore be with the Lord. What a great thing to look forward to, What an awesome thing to look forward to. So, um, God is so awesome and it's, he's so mighty. So all of this is going to happen very quickly, very quickly. And so next week we're going to look at, um, first Corinthians where it talks about in the twinkling of an eye, what that means, what that looks like. All right. So in your private time and before next week, look over that scripture in first Thessalonians four 15 through 18, look over that and meditate on that. And just just start imagining that and thinking about how glorious and grand and wonderful that that is going to be for those that are in Christ. So it makes you want to stick around to the end. It makes you want to hold fast to the truth because we have so much to look forward to. Father God, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, God, that you have given us the promise of knowing that Christ, Jesus Christ, is coming to get us. And Father, even though the days ahead are dark and uncertain, Father God, with you, we have hope and we know that whatever comes, that you will take care of us that if it gets too bad, that you're going to come back and get us. And so, Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters, those that may not know you, those that may not be walking with you as they should, Father, that they will, re- that they will commit their lives to you and serve you and give their lives to you so that when this time does come, that they will be in that number. They will be included. Help us not to lose the faith. Help us not to lose heart. Help us not to quit. Help us not to faint. But help us to endure to the end. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well I look forward to seeing well, not seeing you, but for you listen hearing me next week and tuning in as I continue with the series on the coming of the Antichrist. But be encouraged to know that Jesus is coming to get the church and he's coming soon and very soon. Remember the words in Romans 10:17 that says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.